Delivering great-tasting product to your customers is important. Saving energy, space, and improving operational efficiencies is good for your bottom line. A perfect choice for convenience retailers, Adande Refrigeration's patented modular units deliver so many efficiencies, it's no wonder brands such as Sheets and Get-Go are installing these temperature-stable, hold-the-cold fridges across their U.S. food courts. When it comes to refrigeration, convenience is at the very heart of Adande Refrigeration. Learn how you can excel in food service, save time, space, and energy with Adande Refrigeration at adande.co.uk or adande.com. Professionals in the know, choose Adande. You're listening to Shop Talk Live, the podcast, brought to you by Global Convenience Store Focus. Shop Talk Live is a unique video and podcast series featuring senior retail executives in the global convenience, fuels, and mobility retail industry, hosted by Dan Munford and Carolyn Schneer. Welcome to Shop Talk Live, the podcast. I'm Carolyn Schneer. In this episode, I'm joined by my co-host, Joe Bona, president of Bona Design Lab, to speak with Blackie Wills, president and chief operating officer of the Wills Group, who operates Dash in stores and Splash in car washes in my hometown of Washington, D.C. area. We'll take a virtual tour of Dash in's new kitchen and food service offer. We'll also talk about standing out in a very competitive market here in the Northeast United States, as Dash in does quite well. There's a lot to see in the video version of this episode, so be sure to go back and check out episode number 56 on globalcomediastorefocus.co.uk. Hi, welcome to Shop Talk Live. I'm very happy to have with me today my co-host, Joe Bona, president of Bona Design Labs. Hey, Joe, how are you? Hey, Carolyn, good to see you. Good to be with you. You too. Thanks for joining me. So I'm very excited to have with us today. Uh, we're going to be talking with a local favorite here in my D.C. area with Dash In Food Stores. Uh, they've been in the news a lot lately, so we're looking forward to hearing firsthand and seeing firsthand what they've been up to. Um, I'll let um, our guests talk a little bit more, but they've been in operation since about the 1970s as a petroleum distributor. And uh, Joe, Dash In is quite the competition here in the D.C. region, don't they? Oh my gosh, uh, Sheets, Royal Farms, Wawa, I can't imagine. So um, I'm sure Blackie's got a lot to say about that. But, uh, you know, competition brings out the best of people. And um, clearly from what I've seen so far, they're, they're, they're up to the challenge for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, so we're going to go ahead and let's just get started. Why don't we? Um, I'd like to bring in Blackie Wills, President and Chief Operating Officer for the Wills Group. Come Blackie. Hey, Carolyn. Hey, Joe. Pleasure to be with you both today. Great. Well, thanks for coming in. So, um, Blackie, thank you. Dashin has been on a um, a crazy busy re renovation journey. I know with some of your stores out in Maryland, but especially a brand new store that you just opened out in my area here in Virginia. Um, and we were, in fact, hoping to visit it uh, back when we had our market focus tour here in September, but it just wasn't quite built. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm sure you'll tell us a little bit about that. That journey of uh, of getting permits and getting building and you're in a, an interesting area such as this growing as fast as it is. Um, and I've been to this store. It's amazing. I, I brought I brought props with me today. I have my, my dash <laughs> up here if uh, if we if you need a sip of water. Um, and it's it's magnificent. And it was really a joy to be out there. And um, next, my question was, if you can build one closer to my house, not to put you on the spot, but <laughs> Fairfax, Virginia, love to have one right down the street. Love um, to be there. Yes, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> um, we actually just published a great story today, actually, on um, Global Sea Store Focus. It's on our website if you want to check it out. Um, great story, talks a lot about uh, what you're doing, 
um, where you're doing it and some really cool pictures and whatnot. So I encourage everybody to take a look at that. We'll have that link in the show notes as well. So why don't we just go ahead and jump in? So Blackie, can you tell us a bit about Dashin, the story, how this new food service concept came together? Yeah, absolutely, Carolyn. Um, Dashin's been in existence for, for many years, since 1979, but uh, we've been on a journey over the last few years to try to really reinvent Dashin. And um, I'm very excited to have the unveiling of our, our third generation store concept uh, in, in Loudoun County, Virginia. Um, it's been several years in the making and it includes um, several kind of new innovations for Dashin. And, and really you can see as, as kind of this brief presentation we're gonna go through, it starts with the new visual identity um, uh, with Dashin. Um, we, we, we've got a new logo, uh, new style guide uh, to present to, uh, to the public here. We, we've been very excited about that. Um, we've also done uh, major innovations with both our menu uh, prepared food and beverage, uh, as well as um, our kind of environment and uh, really elevated kind of facility and, and store format. So uh, Dashin has has struggled to, to kind of develop an identity in food service. And, and that's something that I've been working actively with our team and, and some consultant partners over the last few years to, to really dig into that. And so we've got some different examples of products. Um, Two of what we think are going to be signature products for Dashin are these mini donuts that are that are being tossed with cinnamon. So we actually fried donuts uh, in house in this uh, this this new store concept, um, and uh, we then have a very flavors. So whether it's powdered sugar or cinnamon or Mexican chocolate, so some different taste profiles. You know, it's a it's a convenience store staple, uh, but typically you see it in kind of a, a package variety. So having a, a fresh donuts was something we're very excited about. Uh, another thing is house-made chips. And uh, we bring in sliced potatoes and fry those, and then we season those. Uh, several different um, uh, flavors there, uh, barbecue, salt and vinegar, uh, salt and pepper. Um, and one thing that's kind of unique for the Mid-Atlantic region and the Chesapeake Bay is we offer our Old Bay chips, uh, which are kind of a, a good Mid-Atlantic uh, Chesapeake uh, flavor. Um, so we're, we're very excited about those two things. Um, some of our other fresh made uh, bakery products. So we've got um, several danishes and cookies uh, that we offer. And um, so we've, we've really made significant advances with our menu. Uh, this is showing uh, quite a bit of the, the breakfast day part going back to kind of the lunch and dinner day part. Um, we've got a variety of, of menu items. Um, you're seeing examples here. Of, uh, of several of our salads and sides. Um, one of the things that's unique about our menu with the third generation concept is we're bringing in raw proteins. Uh, so we've got uh, raw ground beef as part of our craft burgers. We bring in raw uh, shaved ribeye uh, for, for our steak sandwiches and steak salads. We're bringing in uh, raw chicken. Uh, we're also bringing in a, a pork carnitas uh, product. So, um, and that was part of Dashin's effort to bring in uh, uh, more wholesome ingredients. Um, that's really the focus of our menu. Uh, we're not calling it um, healthy or necessarily nutritious because it has options for that, but it also has options on the indulgent side. But we really wanted a wholesome menu, uh, fresh ingredients. Um, here's some other examples. Uh, I talked about Kraft Burgers. That's something we're really leaning into. That's something we believe Dashin can become known for. Um, the burger on the right in the middle 
is actually a uh, collaboration with a celebrity chef in the DC area, Spike Mendelson. Um, Spike developed this, uh, this burger. Um, it's the Spike Burger. It has uh, a fresh Angus ground beef patty combined with uh, uh, grilled mushrooms and onions, uh, uh, topped with uh, a sunny side up uh, egg and includes bacon. And so that was kind of a fun collaboration that we had here with somebody that has notoriety in the DC area. And that's part of our effort to really become known as, as a food service destination. And so part of what we were trying to build here is kind of a restaurant within a convenience store. And um, the nice thing is that we're able to offer uh, indoor seating in this third generation concept. Uh, we also have an outdoor patio. And so with these new stores, um, uh, pretty much the majority of them are going to include indoor seating. Some will include outdoor seating. And that's really part of creating that, that food service destination. So Blackie, I have a quick question for you. The, uh, first of all, um, the donuts are amazing. I think I could eat donuts uh, uh, for all day parts. Uh, <laughs> right. yeah, I, I can always go for a donut and a good donut. But, um, you, know, I, you know, when I was looking at and, and hearing you talk about the seating, I, I'm wondering if um, you could expand a little on that because there's always been the debate, right? Um, seating takes up space and when it's not being used and some people think that it adds credibility, it adds to ambiance and experience, it helps sell the food. Other people say it takes up parking spaces, <clears throat> which they would rather not do. And um, I'm, you know, uh, I'd love to get your perspective on how you felt that that was important for you and, and, and how's, how it's working. That's a great question, Joe. Um, Dashin, this is our 55th location and, um, in the mid-Atlantic and out of our prior 54 locations, we only had a couple that had indoor seating and typically we shied away from it. Now it's, it's often been because we felt like we didn't have enough real estate and we didn't have a large enough store format to do that. But um, when we started on this journey several years ago to build this, this store concept, we said, we are absolutely leaning into food. We've got to create a food service destination. And we thought um, providing indoor seating was critical for that. Um, historically, we've been very much, you know, the belief that customers are going to come in and, and, you know, get their food and be on their way. And then they would eat at the office in their car or at home or whatever. And so this, this was really intentional um, to build food credibility. And I think it's worked. Um, this location uh, in the first month had the food service sales are already double of our next highest uh, food service uh, location in the, in the network. So it, it, it absolutely, I think, proved the hypothesis that we had in mind that we were going to do that. And, and we think sky's the limit. That's without mobile ordering, without third-party delivery, and without curbside. And as we start to implement uh, those new customer enhancements, we think the numbers are just absolutely going to grow. And uh, we, we, we go, sorry. I was going to say, I, I was gonna say these, new, um, these new sites that you're looking at uh, for the new concept, are they bigger than your Typically, yeah, large, yeah, larger okay. format. I would say the average site within the existing network is probably about an acre, and, uh -huh. and our and our average store size is um, is in the thirty five hundred square foot level. Um, about um, these new stores, this happens to be a fifty six hundred square foot store, um, oh, wow. and and it and in part it includes beer and wine sales in Virginia. We also have a forty five hundred square foot uh, prototype for, uh, for uh, locations where we're not able to sell beer and wine. So we are moving to a larger store format in order to uh, accommodate 
um, the dining uh, rooms, dining area. So, and uh, you know, have you thought about have you thought about drive through at all? Out of curiosity, we, we're we're going to shy away from drive through. We actually had drive throughs in the '90s when we partnered with oh, a lot of national QSRs. Yeah, that, uh. that's been part of the Dash and Evolution. At one point, we had um, uh, partnered with with QSRs like Subway, Taco Bell, Church's Chicken, um, yeah. etc. And and we had drive throughs at that time. And uh, we've, we've kind of decided to move away from that. I think our answer to that is going to be curbside. So we're going to be offering curbside delivery in the next 12, sometime in the next 12 months as part of our mobile app. And so we, we think that that'll be a nice um, uh, complement to, to in, yeah. in lieu of having a drive-through. So it's really a food destination and absolutely people to come in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, in our stores today, there's not the opportunity to linger. It's, it's yeah. kind of, you know, come in, shop and then get out. And we really wanted to allow, um, you know, customers to linger. And I, I tell you, it's been one of the things that's been really interesting to see is um, our store has kind of become a local hangout for a lot of the teenagers in the community. Um, they, they come sometimes they come in after school and they grab something and then they head home and then they come back later in the evening. And, and a lot of times they'll you know they'll get something to eat and kind of set up and do some homework or just kind of hang out. So yeah. it's really become a community meeting place. And so that's that's something else we're trying to achieve with Dash and that we want to become known for. We, we want to be kind of a, a convenience and community hub, you know, for people to yeah. come together. And um, well, I so. think that also speaks to the, uh, to the design of the facility itself. I mean, it's, it's um, yeah, really beautifully well done. Yeah. I mean, I, I really love the store. I just, everything about it is simplicity. There's a touch of sophistication without being um, snooty or a turnoff. And I could absolutely see why people would want to go there. It's, um, it, uh, I think it's just the kind of place that's uh, inviting and welcome. I mean, and it's just unexpected as well. I would always, you know, I always like about design things that are a little unexpected and, yeah. uh, you know, it creates curiosity. Like, what is this new thing that's yeah. out there? So, but the design is in incredible. I really, really love it. Yeah, thank you. Oh, we, yeah. We, re we really, and I, I think some of these images are helpful. What I'll tell you, Joe, is we spent a lot of time, we worked with several design partners. We had an interior design partner. We had a primary architect. Um, we had a brand consultant, all three, you know, partners, we, we spent extensive time on the front end trying to get this, this just right, spent a lot of time talking about wayfinding and making sure it was clear, you know, for the guests to figure out exactly where they needed to go to shop. I think you see the, um, the photo there on the right of kind of yeah. the, the, the cooler and freezer doors where you can see we've got kind of the header signage and then below that we have the flag signs that, um, above the core, you can see it on the, the photo on the top left with the beer and wine and then the fresh eats, making it very clear where the kitchen is located. So that was all intentional. And um, one of the other things we, we wanted to do and, and we wanted to, to bring down the height of the gondolas for the center store merchandise to have really clean line of sight across the store. So when the guests come in, you can see completely across the store and, and same thing for our staff that makes it uh, much easier to kind of sense maybe when it, when a guest needs help looking for something. Um, and so those things were very intentional. And we also wanted to create 
kind of an elevated environment, but have it feel organic. Um, so a lot of what you see in the store, you know, you've got polished concrete floors, you've got the use of woods and, and some of these kind of organic materials. So we wanted it to feel very organic and very welcoming. Um, yeah, and, well, and I, I, well, I was going to say, well, well done, because I think you've absolutely yeah. achieved that. I, I even love the uh, image on the lower right-hand corner there. Yeah. It's just, again, it's the kind of subtle little ways of changing people's impressions of what this store may or may not yeah. be. And just the fact that it's not a standard gondola. I know you have some of those, but it's really beautifully done. I think it's elevated, but still approachable is the way yeah, that definitely. I like to think about it. That's what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. yeah well, I think you've done that. Thank well, you. having been there, I've been there recently and it is that exactly that you walk in and it's just, you know, exactly where to go. I mean, there's nothing, um, it's, it's hard when you go into a store and you're like, wait, where do I go? How do I check out? What do I do? But it's just, you walk right in through the door and, and fresh eats is the very first thing you see, you see. And I even like how you divided the, um, and that wasn't on your pictures, but you divided the, uh, seating area with a um, with a sink and a and a pedestal area where you could I don't know people probably like organize themselves and their food right there too but but there's a sink wash your hands it's like oh my gosh how many times have I come into one of these with my kid who's sweaty after a soccer baseball game and I'm like ugh wash your hands and I mean I don't know if hopefully it's intended for that purpose because that's exactly what I would. Your spot on, Carolyn. We, we wanted the hand sink, you know, when customers come in and maybe they don't have to use a restroom, but they're ordering food. So mm -hmm. rather than to have to go to the restrooms in the back of the store, you've got a hand sink right there and over by the mm -hmm. dining area. Or, you know, you finish up and a lot of times you eat, maybe you spill something or whatever. You have the opportunity to wash your hands before exiting. So it, that was intentional. Yeah. And I'm um, glad you, you, you know, made note of it because that's exactly what we were hoping have for. Kids, they're dirty. Um, but I mean, yeah, and then there's the indoor and outdoor seating, which in our area, Area here, you know, once you get to like July, forget it. You're not sitting, probably That's not right. sitting outside. You don't get those nice days, but you know, you have that option, but it was just very well laid out in the food choices. I had some of the chips and the cookies. Amazing. So I have to uh, say that I'll certainly be back. I didn't try donuts. I don't know why. I mean, I should have hit the donuts right off. You even have the, a nice display after I bought everything. Donuts, you, you have to, and the donuts are made, obviously they make several batches a day. Everything's made fresh and um, they're fantastic. And I have to commend your staff. They were super, super nice. I, I the only I needed um, a, a wrapper to pick out the the cookie, and she was like, oh, "I'll be right back." And then she was talking to me and everything. So you know, your staff is super friendly and wonderful. So great job Thank to you. those guys. Uh, I, and then saying, now I, I'm going to say uh, New Jersey should be next. Uh, that's where I live. So uh, <laughs> keep, keep, keep coming north. <laughs> that's that's Wawa quick check territory, Joe. But, but uh, yeah, we, we are talking about well. geographic expansion. Oh, yeah. good, good. I can't wait. So you're more than just food there too. You have um, you have your fuel and you have car wash as well. We do, yeah. And that, and car wash is a big part of overall Wills Group's business. So um, Splashin is our car wash brand and proprietary brand, kind of complementary to Dashin. And um, we have a standard kind of rollover car wash here. Um, Splashin also has uh, several large format uh, tunnel conveyor car washes, but this is our our standard in bay automatic variety. And, um, and we really like that. We like to co-locate car wash, obviously, with, with fuels and with convenience and, and food and beverage. And so it's kind of that, that notion that you have a one-stop shop convenience retailing you know, experience. And we do a lot of cross-promotion. So customers uh, will get a 20-cent fuel discount uh, when they buy it with a car wash. Uh, we're also going to be implementing a car wash membership uh, for our in-bay automatic locations later this year. We do have membership today for our tunnel car washes. So we think that that's a, a great loyalty component 
uh, for our customers. And then from a fuels perspective, um, we don't really do anything unique, um, pretty much standard um, within the industry. Um, we're focused on you know just standard gasoline and diesel uh, uh, fueling opportunities. Um, we we are um, top tier certified, um, so we have that licensing for for the uh, the added detergents uh, for the fuel to ensure that it's of the highest quality, you know, per the the EPA standards in the United States. Um, and um, and one of the things we're really excited about with the launch of our mobile app is that you'll actually be able to to go through the fueling experience through the app uh, when we launch that, and we're going to be launching that um, here at, in Loudon and call it probably by June. Um, so that will include um, going through kind of the fueling experience and apps, you know, uh, mobile ordering for food service, uh, third-party delivery, um, as well as purchasing a car wash through the app and having a code delivered uh, directly to your device. And then eventually we're going to integrate membership as part of that as well. So we think that these are both, uh, uh, you know, the, the fuels is a big part of our business. And, um, and Dashin's now... Um, um, starting to test out EV charging. So we did not add EV chargers at this specific location, but we just opened our first EV charging location in the Richmond, Virginia market. And we've got more sites along the way. And so uh, we, we want to test that and, and try to understand what's what's the play for EV charging as part of this energy transition that we know we're going to see. Yeah, that's that's important. So, I mean, we'll certainly have you back on when you can tell us that successful story. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, so before we we wrap up, uh, was there any last um, thoughts on the the, the the final touches? So you put a lot of effort into making sure there's just the right plant in the right place in the in the beer and wine area. Yeah, it really nice. Yes, um, like yes. your soda fountains, that was something. Yeah, that I wanted to talk a little bit before. about beverage, Carolyn. Yeah, that that was one yeah. of the things I'd, I'd love to talk about. Um, this was something that was unique, and and um, we ended up uh, implementing a tap wall um, in lieu of a, a traditional um, fountain machine like you would typically see in convenience and, and in all of our other stores. So one of the things that's unique about this store concept is we have a 22 foot uh, beverage wall that includes, um, you know, coffee, fountain, um, frozen uh, dispensed beverage. And then we also have the, uh, the bubblers that you can see there in the, um, in the bottom center. And so um, on the uh, tap wall, um, we have a combination of kind of your traditional uh, carbonated soft drinks. There's also some uh, non-carbonated soft, or excuse me, products that we offer in that. We have um, a couple teas on tap. Um, and then one thing that's a little bit interesting is we've partnered with Tractor uh, to offer organic uh, sodas. So you can see uh, tap handles there. There's a cucumber soda, a cherry lime, and a, a organic root beer. And we've had really good success with that. We also uh, developed our own proprietary recipes uh, for our bubbler uh, program. So there's a combination of lemonades, limeades, agua fresca drinks. Uh, and some of those agua fresca drinks also have kind of natural energy as part of it, knowing that energy is a pretty big segment, uh, category segment and convenience. So we've been really thrilled with this. Um, we also have a bean to cup coffee program. Um, and so I, I think customers have, absolutely love the the tap wall. It's kind of a new experience. I think we're one of only a few applications in the United States um, for a tap wall. 
And, um, and with the, the proprietary recipes uh, for the bubbler machines, those have been very, very well received, the, um, particularly with the teenage kids. I mean, they just absolutely love those drinks. And so we've been very pleased with that. And it's a point of differentiation for us. Um, yeah, so. I, I love the tap wall. I think, you know, anything you could do that changes the perception of a convenience store, um, you know, those big, ugly boxes that you typically yeah. see, at, this is really fantastic yeah. and it fits the yeah. personality of the brand absolutely you know spot on yeah so we're really yeah, excited and, and the beverage program is, is doing extremely well to start out so we're, we're really excited about the where this can take shape and we're talking about integrating some of this in our existing stores too going back and retrofitting you know over time Oh, and I was going to say through my dash in cup of only water today, but <laughs> it was delicious. I had one of the the teas and it's, it's Joe, where you see the one tap wall, there's an ice machine in the middle and then there's another side. Um, I think that maybe I'm guessing Coca-Cola and Pepsi. We had to, you know, keep those, put a little ice in the middle, but you know, then you can flow a lot easier too. So it was, yeah. it was really special. We've got, I think it was six, 16 tap handles, I believe mm -hmm. um, there. So yeah, you saw the sodas on the right-hand side, on the other side of the ice dispenser, there was the, uh, the teas as well as some other sodas. Well, you certainly left nothing um, unturned there. That's for sure. And I'm sure they'll, you'll continue to evolve as you figure out what works and, Absolutely. Um, and, and it's such a growing area. Like I was saying um, before we got started, it's an area where the roads just kind of end because they haven't caught up with the population. So you're going to, the next three years, I, shoot, I'd say the next year is going to look completely different in that area. So you, you struck gold on, on the location. I think it's uh, about 21, 22% population growth forecasted annually in that market. So we're very excited about that. We've gotten off to a good start and we think it, it's just going to continue to grow over time. So Blackie, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is your your community activism. And one of the things I used to work with your team back um, back in the day when I worked at Nax was with your food waste, um, combating food waste, combating food insecurity for the communities. You worked closely with uh, uh, food banks in the area with No Kid Hungry, which is a the organization that's really close to my heart because it really helps the community. But beyond that, you were working. I saw the video on our um, in the article today with um, the farm programs and mm -hmm. you give away a, a very healthy amount to um, to charities, which I commend you for. So is there anything you want to share just telling us a little bit about your community work and how you really get in there and not only just to become a member of that community, but to really help people? Yeah, no, that's a great question, Carolyn. Thank you. Um, yeah, we have two signature community engagement programs. The first is uh, Nourishing Children and Families, and that's where we work a lot with local food bank and food pantry partners. Um, and so we've established uh, relationships with, with um, groups within Loudoun County. We, we, we do a lot of stuff at like the state and regional level, but we're kind of shifting to be very hyper-local. And um, a lot of it is, is basics, you know, contributions in order to provide food for those in need. But, but really now we're focused on how do we help solve the food insecurity problems that we have, you know, within this country and, and within today's world. And so um, we're trying to help, you know, with some of our partners um, advance at their education, build their platforms and raise awareness for that. Um, we've also started to partner with some folks that do a lot in the way of kind of growing, like community gardens. Um, we work with a group in Maryland called Farming for Hunger that works with um, a local school system to educate kids um, about nutrition and, and the value of, of, you know, fresh produce and things like that and eating more nutritious uh, foods. 
So we're really excited about continuing to advance that program. And um, another, our second uh, signature program is called Reimagining Outdoor Spaces. And uh, there we work with um, uh, looking at local parks and playgrounds, maybe that are in need of reinvestment. And we want to create kind of vibrant, welcoming places for communities to come together. And um, so we, we try to do two projects uh, per year. We did a, a big project uh, near our headquarters in La Plata, Maryland last year, where we invested $130,000 in a local park and playground. And um, just it was an area where uh, vegetation, landscaping around the park had become significantly overgrown. It had not been maintained well. Um, so we, we completely redid all the landscaping, uh, we resurfaced the basketball courts, we, we worked with the community and a local artist to, to develop uh, murals uh, on the courts, we added uh, uh, benches and seating and so um, we're, we're really excited about that program and we subscribe to the notion that if we take care of our communities they're going to take care of us. And so, you know, it's um, building better experiences for our guests, our employees and our communities. And um, we, we think that uh, that's going to serve us well in the long run. So, yeah, th thanks for allowing me to share a little bit about what we do from a community engagement perspective. Oh, well, thank you for all you do. And I don't even think I could have closed it any better with a tagline or whatever we want to call it. That was beautiful. <laughs> so That's what we call our simple plan. Yeah, it's providing better experiences for our guests, our employees and our communities. So we think that's going to help us continue to grow. Oh, for sure. Well, Blackie, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Anybody in the area, please do get out and visit this store. It's amazing. Um, we have more on our website with a new um, article with some photos of, oh, as well as some videos as well. You can see the kitchen in action as, and the community work in action. Thank you all for joining me today. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Shop Talk Live, the podcast. This episode was produced by Dan Munford and Nick Scherzer with support from Jenna Ferguson and Lorraine Evans. It was produced, edited, and mixed by Carolyn Schneer, and music was provided by Wolfgang Worley. Tune in every other week for new episodes, and please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and learn more at globalconvenienceStorefocus.co.uk.